Welcome to the Testify Podcast. My name is Dave Corbin. I'll be your host. And this is a podcast that's all about telling the stories that we've heard over the years of how Jesus has changed everything in people's lives. From marriages to addictions, families to finances, everything in between. We want you to hear these stories because we want you to be encouraged, equipped, and empowered to tell your own story, whatever that might be. Because we believe Jesus changes everything. Welcome to the Testify Podcast. So glad you could join us this week. Uh, Today we have a very special guest, Adrian McDivitt, who is our small group coordinator here at Lighthouse. Adrian and I get the pleasure of working together to help our small group leaders. And this episode, as with every episode, is sponsored by LH Groups. And so you can go to lighthouse.church slash groups to find out more information. But Adrian, how are you doing today? I am good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for agreeing to do this. Um, I know you've shared your story with me before, Mm -hmm. um, and it was very impactful to me, and so I'd love for the people to be able to hear your story. So if you wouldn't mind, just just start from the beginning. Sure. So I grew up in a Christian home, two amazing parents. I got saved at a young age, Um, really involved in church, loved church. I am the youngest of three, so my brother's seven years older than me, and my sister five years older than me. And where my story begins, or I guess takes a turn, um, was when I was a sophomore in high school. So my brother, Alex, was in the Navy, and he he was a rescue swimmer and had just been transitioned and moved to California. And shortly after he moved, unfortunately, he got in a car accident and he passed away. So being a sophomore in high school, that was really, really hard. That was a lot for me, a lot for my family. Um, And then so shortly after he passed away, my grandfather, he was getting older. So he ended up coming and living with my family. Um, and my mom and her sisters took care of him, but he lived in our home. And so that was really, really good for me, like just to have my grandfather there. Um, we had a special bond. He was hilarious. He also was kind of losing his memory. So he was a good person to talk to because he wouldn't repeat anything I said to anyone. Um, so yeah, so that happened. And then shortly after that, my sister got married and inevitably moved out with her husband. And then a week after she moved out, my grandfather passed away. So within like the course of a year, I just was hit with a lot of things that were hard for me. My brother passed away. My sister, no blame to her, but got married and moved out. Um, And then my grandfather passed away. So just being young, it was a lot for me. And to be honest, now looking back even more than I realized at the time, like it it was a lot for me to take on. And so at that same time, that's when kind of I started, I guess, experimenting, exploring some more um, 
thank the Lord I didn't get into anything too, too crazy. I really do thank the Lord for that. Um, but just doing some things that I knew I shouldn't be doing. And so I got in this place where I felt like in a lot of ways I was kind of living two lives. Um, I would go out on a Friday night or a Saturday night and do whatever with my friends. And then I would wake up Sunday morning and I would put on my best face, my best clothes, my best look, um, and be this perfect Christian girl. And so that was a weird place. Like I was with my friends on the weekend and they had no idea that I was a church girl for the most part, most, most friends. And then I'd go to church and I'd be with my church people and they'd have no idea what I did the night before. And so for me, that was, that was a interesting time. Um, I still look back on it and I hate what that testimony looked like, but I also at the same time still love church. Like I never had this time where I was just like, Oh, I hate church. I hate going. I still loved it. I was just in this weird place where I was experimenting and living two lives. And a big part of it, when I look back at it, on it, is just me trying to be perfect in every area of my life, trying to please everyone, trying to please my friends, trying to please my parents, trying to please God. And so um, that, if I'm being honest, I'm still a work in progress with that. Like, I'll get into how God really worked in my life and changed a lot of that. But it's still something I have this tendency of like, okay, put on this good, this good front and everything's good. And um, don't let anyone in. Don't let anyone know what you're struggling with. Um, and so if I'm not careful, I can get back to that. But that was something I really struggled with for a while. To be honest, it was it lasted. So that was probably like my junior year of high school. And I went to a public high school. And after high school, I went to college and I went to a Christian college because again, I still love church. I still enjoyed it. My parents, they were much more willing to help with college finances if I went to a Christian college, but I was totally good with it. So I, um, I played volleyball and softball at, um, a Christian college. And so I still, during that season, I was growing and learning more about God than I ever had, because that was the first time I'd been in like a Christian education environment. So I was taking Bible classes, I was learning more, but I still wasn't necessarily living my best life. <laughs> like I still was definitely kind of in that season of living two lives, like not fully committed to my faith and to my God. Um, and so where that kind of changed was after I graduated from college. Um, I, like I said, I played volleyball and softball in college and my whole life, like by no means was I a professional athlete or anything like that, but my whole life was really about sports. I started playing sports at a really young age and um, continued through college. And so in a lot of ways, that's where I was defined by sports. That's that's where I felt like I felt my fulfillment. I felt success. I felt like that was where I got praise. I felt like that was where I got recognized. And that's where I made a lot of my friends. And so I even remember like my first job out of college going into the this office and being like, how do I make friends? Like how do they don't know anything about me? Like usually this just happened inevitably through sports or through some way of being a part of a team. And so when I graduated, I really felt empty. I was like, my 
everything is gone, you know, and not only what I felt by getting that fulfillment from sports, but also my friend group like was gone. I went to school out of state. And so I came back to Maryland really feeling like everything I had ever done was gone. And I had to kind of have this new identity. And so it was about that time that Greg and I were, my husband now, Greg and I got engaged and then got married shortly after that. And so it was during that season that Greg and I started looking for a church. And that's also when I was struggling with kind of what's my identity? What's, what's my purpose? And we came to Lighthouse. And it's really cool looking back now because it was the first time for Greg and I that individually we both felt that our faith was real for ourselves. And so, you know, I think we had just been down this path that we kind of, it'd been laid out for us, our, our Christianity, our faith, um, you know, grow up going to your parents' church, which I loved, but then came back and again, kind of felt lost. And so Greg was moving from Ohio to Maryland. And so he didn't have any church ties. So we really started looking. And when we found Lighthouse, it was just... It was so amazing for us because we just, it was, again, our faith becoming real for ourselves. We just loved how welcomed we were. We loved, this sounds weird, but how cool Lighthouse was. And it wasn't about like people dressing cool or acting cool. It was just like, this is a place that I want to be. Um, and we quickly, it was much smaller than we quickly got plugged in. We went to Mr. Paul and Miss Vicky's small group pretty much as soon as we started coming. Um, and that was really neat to see too, just two leaders of the church being so real and honest. Um, maybe Mr. Paul, a little too real and honest <laughs> at times. Yeah, I found that. Um, <laughs> no, but it was just, it was really, really great. And so I felt like we just both were finally felt this fulfillment and this satisfaction that we had never felt before. Um, and it's not like our situations were great or like something great happened. It was just, we were like, this is what it feels like to be all in, to really not care about anything else. And so I didn't have this like big thing that happened, but I, I just kind of, I no longer had that desire to live two lives. Like I was like, oh my gosh, this is so refreshing to just be all in and all about God and all about his church. And so that was, that was really, really big for us. Um, and so shortly after that, I started working at the church. Um, and that has been another huge blessing. I remember being really fearful of like, I love these guys up on stage, but what are they going to look like behind the scenes? And so being able to come into the office and seeing they're just as real behind the scenes as they are up on the stage, that's just been such a blessing to me. Um, and really has pushed my testimony forward as well. Um, and so that was a big moment of just, you know, going from this place where I felt like I was really in this divided place of trying to live two lives and then coming out of college and feeling like this is what it feels like to finally feel full, um, to feel complete, to not feel like I'm so torn and try trying. I think that's a big part of my testimony is like always me trying, trying to please, trying to find, trying to look for. Um, and so then just being able to come as I was and be accepted and then see how God could use me was huge. 
And so that's a big part of my testimony. I say often that I feel like our testimonies and our stories are continual. They're ongoing because it's not like when Jesus comes and saves us, then that our story is over. That's when life begins. And so I feel like there will always be parts of our story that continually are added to our testimony because God works in our lives if we let him um, in the good and bad times. So another part of my story um, is more recent, and that's just... Uh, Greg and I, we, so we had a son, we have a son. And um, when he was about two, we wanted to have more kids. So we got pregnant. Um, and unfortunately, we miscarried twins. And so that was about two years ago. And that was really hard. Um, I was so naive because in my mind with, with our son, we got pregnant, it was healthy, everything was fine. And I wasn't aware of how many women go through miscarriages. And so um, when I got pregnant I, and lost it, I was shocked. Like I, I was really, really, really shocked and that really tested my faith. And so um, as I'm saying this, I'm just thinking about any woman out there and actually any man because women and men are affected by infertility and pregnancy loss, my heart goes out to you um, because I know I just have a little glimpse into what some people go through with infertility and pregnancy loss. So please don't think this is me trying to say how hard my situation is because I know that so many people go through such, such hard things. But this was just a part of my story that I felt God really, really used to draw me closer to him. And so after I miscarried, I was crying out to God like I had never before, or I guess probably back to when my brother passed away, but more recently in my life, that was like just me being really real, really honest, really being honest with how angry I was. I was mad that that would happen. Um, and so I remember after I miscarried one time, just crying out to God and praying and uh, really just begging him like, please, Lord, let me get pregnant again, please. And if you let me get pregnant, which shouldn't pray like this, but I was like, if you let me get pregnant again, I promise I'll shout your goodness from the rooftops. I'll tell everyone of your goodness. And um, this was one very, very clear time that I felt God just say to me, my goodness is not defined by whether you get pregnant again or not. My goodness is defined by my love for you and what Jesus already did on the cross for you. And that took me down a journey. Um, and it's still something I think about very often of really thinking about that idea of like, do I truly believe that, that God's goodness is, a good, is enough? That if my husband was taken, if my kids were taken, which thank the Lord, he gave me a daughter, another baby. But if my kids were taken, if my house was taken from me, I mean, it's kind of the idea of the story of Job in the Bible. If everything in my life, every material thing in my life was taken from me, would I still believe God's goodness is enough? And that was hard to answer for a while. Um, but my answer has to be yes. And it is yes. Because I just, through that situation, um, through the situation when I was younger in high school and college, it's that same idea of like, nothing in this world can fulfill me like Jesus does. And so I think about it often um, that I have an amazing husband. Greg is incredible, so much more than I deserve, but he can never love me like Jesus can. 
And I now have two kids who are amazing and give me such joy, but they will never be able to fulfill me like Jesus does. And so you can fill that in with anything, you know, a spouse, kids, work, money, job, a drug, a drink, anything um, that will never be able to fulfill us because only Jesus can do that. And I think that's what's so important to remember that we are just, we'll just keep searching. If we're trying to find that fulfillment in anything in this world, it won't satisfy or it's temporarily going to satisfy us. And so I think that's just something huge that God taught me in that season. It's such a good reminder for me to think about of just like I get in different seasons and I'm reminded of that, of like, where am I looking for my fulfillment? Or am I, am I looking for it in my kids? Am I looking for it in how I am as a mother, how I am as a wife, how I am as a worker? Um, and if that's where it's looking, I'll always be disappointed. I'll always be going back to that idea of trying to please everyone and everything. But um, if I focus on that idea of like God's goodness is enough and that's all I need, then it puts me back in, in the right perspective, in the right place. Mm. That's amazing. So so would you say then like the, the defining uh, characteristic or the defining um, truth about Jesus that that really made a impactful change in your life is that idea of his goodness. Mm-hmm. You say that's the that's the thing that yeah. like as he reminded you of I'm good no matter what's going mm-hmm. on around you. That's what propelled you forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it it was like that was such a hard thing. I mean, I had honestly never thought about that. Really, like everything being stripped away. I, you know, my whole life, I, I said I got saved at a young age. And so my whole life, I have, yeah, I'm a Christian. Like, I believe in God. Um, but when I really thought about that question of, like, every blessing that I have in my life um, that I feel like can easily feel like I deserve in some way, which, no, I don't at all. Everything is a gift from God. But, like, that really made me think about, like, are you for real about God? You said this your whole life that you're a Christian, but like, do you really believe that his goodness is enough? And it is, it is. And that it will always be enough. And that might be something that I have to constantly remind myself um, because I'm not naive enough to think that this is the end of my story and that hard times won't come in the future. Um, But I know that he is the only thing that can satisfy and he is the only thing that can fill me and his goodness it has to be enough. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's such a beautiful thing, I think, of uh, of how you're talking about your story, that, um, that all our stories are, are that continuing journey. And, and to see um, that even without complete resolution to any situation, um, God's good in the midst of it, that he's that firm foundation that... In, in losing a sibling and in, in miscarrying twins in whatever anybody mm-hmm. might go through, it doesn't make that not difficult. Yeah. It doesn't make it not painful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's life altering, those kind of things. But in the midst of it is the firm foundation that God is good and God does good. Um, yeah. and, and if we can get ourselves to that central truth, it doesn't make the pain go away. Right. Uh, but right. it shifts the perspective to. Um, on a healthier trajectory for the next part of the story. Yes, totally. That's that's beautiful. Well, Adrian, I really appreciate you coming and sharing your story. Um, I know, like I said, it's been it's been very impactful to me, and I'm sure it will be to many others. So thank you so much. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to the Testify podcast. We hope you enjoyed this latest story of how Jesus changes everything. If you have a story to tell, let us know by emailing us at stories at lighthouse.church. Also, you can head to lh.church slash testify podcast to hear previous episodes and to find further resources on how you too can tell your story. Don't forget to share this with your family and your friends. Thanks again for listening.